0: on all three macular carotenoids and micro micelle technology.
1: The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information there are people who are afraid of the press have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses i've heard the bifocal but not not multifocal do you need help with your multifocal strategy learn more at the conclusion of this episode 2023 baseball season is about to begin and who better to speak to than mickey mantle's son david mantle in part two david shares some hysterical as well as some touching Mickey Mantle stories. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Also, please leave comments. Be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube, Movies and Shows. And tune in to our brand-new radio show, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time on AM 1280, The Patriot. What pictures would he say were the hardest for him to hit? Did he ever say, like, oh, damn, I got to." go up against this guy today i can't hit him
2: uh, who he really didn't he didn't like uh kofax or drysdale and he goes man i'm glad i didn't play him that often
1: really but, uh,
2: you know there there's i can't really think but that's the only two i really that's the only story i really remember dad saying one time to somebody that was uh kofax and drysdale i guess when they played them in the series i guess dad didn't do too good but man he he really he goes man i don't like hitting, or hit against them.
1: Uh, well he did have 18 home runs in the world series i guess that's still oh, yeah. the most ever uh that's and supposedly your dad had a a great knuckleball they said he could could have been a pitcher throwing a knuckleball after his career
2: oh yeah oh i'm sorry that that made me think of another story if you don't mind yeah uh, please before the game uh dad was getting on yogi but oh man all you do is sit behind the plate and uh you know uh, called the game and all that stuff, and he goes, "Okay, Mick, if you think it's so easy, you do it." So Dad was sending calling the pitches from the outfield, and uh, finally, I think after like the, about the third or fourth or whatever inning, when they got back to the dugout, he goes, "Yogi, you're right. You take over."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and did you did you know about that knuckleball that he threw? No, I really didn't, sir. Okay, all right, but well, maybe uh, I, I, I wish
2: threw- I did. I. I don't remember ever hearing anything, but I I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, But, God, there's something that I don't know. Maybe somebody else just mentioned to me that, you know, uh, he could have been a pitcher or something, too. I don't know what it was. Maybe at spring training, they, you know, at spring training, they would, you know, play around with stuff and everything when they're, uh, you know, had a little off time when they weren't, you know, uh, doing their practices and stuff.
1: What was it like when Yogi became his manager?
2: <laughs> i don't know but i think they still respected him you know he was the manager and you know yogi was there a lot longer than uh dad and i, I think yogi still has god i forgot how, oh, how many rings does yogi have 10 dad went to 12 world series and they won seven but yogi's got 10 rings
1: wow 10 rings isn't that something yes.
2: i know it. And I, i'm praying too that no one ever breaks the record you know they won five years in a row I, don't, I I'm hoping that's never broken.
1: Now, now, what was Yogi like?
2: Oh, he was, he was a, a, a quiet guy, but he, always, with him, he always had something that, you know, his little sayings. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, you know, they, they would always just look at him and go like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I wanted, I've always kind of wondered, I said, man, I would have liked to ask Yogi, but I probably got knocked on my butt uh, from dad. But uh, I'd like go man, why are you joke with everybody? But, you know, they all had their little, Uh, things but that was yogi's man he was good at it his sink i mean people still repeat them
1: wow and casey stengel did you did you know did you ever meet casey Stengel?
2: no sir i didn't but i tell you what uh uh dad really loved uh casey too but uh casey would get so mad because you know billy was with the yankees for a while and then of course until the copacabana incident and uh you know when they were all out and that fight or whatever broke out there <laughs> of course I don't think we'll ever know who did throw the first punch because that's one of those uh stories that went to the grave with them uh but uh that was the last straw but uh Billy was really uh Casey's but I mean Billy idolized uh Casey and you know Casey loved Billy too Billy was just god I mean you know hanging around uh Casey that much too that might have taught Billy a lot about how to be a manager, because Billy was a. I, I'd like to know right now why Billy Martin is still not the Hall of Fame for a manager.
1: That's good. That's a good point. He should be.
2: I mean, we talked to Billy uh, Junior about that. I, I just, I, I don't understand it, and I don't know if it's the press writers or whoever votes now, but it, it's just, it's BS.
1: So it was they? They always had the the room was about Billy Martin getting into fights. Was, was that true? Did he really, did he start <laughs> fights? Did he end fights?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he started them, but <laughs> Mickey Jr. and dad were with him a little while before, uh, that, uh, when he was over, when the Yankees were over in Arlington, you know, remember that fight that broke out at the, uh, I think it was a strip club or something. I'm not sure, but, uh, uh, Dad went on up to the room. I don't know why. Maybe he just knew. And uh, Mickey Jr. goes, well, I'm going to go with Billy. And Dad goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and Billy was by himself when uh, those guys jumped him and stuff. But I'll tell you what, Billy could, uh, he, he'd fight you. And uh, it, whats I don't know how this could have happened. God must have done it. But uh, at the hotel, Dad was staying there too. And, you know, of course, Steinbrenner was on the road with him that time for some reason. Somebody hit the fire alarm. The hotel empties. They're all out front. Here comes that taxi pulling up, and it drops off Billy. He gets out. He's got blood on him and stuff. And I wish I could remember what uh, Dad said he said to uh, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner. <laughs> but I think Billy went on up, and one of the trainers went with him to kind of patch him up.
1: What was what was Steinbrenner like? Uh...
2: I never really got to know him that much. Uh, the only time I do remember was uh, – we were up in his office and my little girl, Marilyn was probably about three or four. And we were up there for a, uh, an event at the stadium. And we were up in Mr. Steinbrenner's uh, box. And there was like a big old glove, uh, uh like, a, a chair thing. You know how they, what, what are they, they stuff them with whatever it's a stuffed uh, chair or whatever. And, uh, she was asleep on it and I was sitting there just watching her cause I'm protective too. And, uh, mr steinbrenner comes over and goes whose daughter is this and i said oh she's mine and uh uh that that's really about all i got to know him or you know get to talk to him i remember there was a later event which i want to say this first i was so excited uh elson howard's daughter was uh, up there and we got to say hi we hadn't seen each other for i don't know how long but i still remember seeing her it was so cool to see her uh but uh mr steinbrenner's daughter she she's always she was always nice
1: and uh he, he had a good relationship with your dad didn't he george steinbrenner
2: and they kind of did i guess uh you know I, something happened with yogi or whatever dad took up for yogi and uh mr steinbrenner was over at the restaurant or something like that and if i remember right you know uh dad asked him to leave oh really yeah because if you were dad's friend you you know dad took up for you
1: he did he he stuck up for his friends and yep. what was it like when your dad became a sportscaster?
2: I don't know if he really liked it, but I kind of liked him doing it. I can just remember one time what he was like on the sideline and I think interviewing a, a couple of uh, players or something. I wish I could remember who they were, but uh, I, I don't know if he really liked uh, being in that position or what, you know, it's like when they were talking about, they've interviewed him. Uh, I think after he retired or whatever, You know, when they talked about bringing the D.H. in, he goes, I wouldn't have done it because he hated first base. He wanted to be out there, you know, chasing balls. And I think he felt like he wasn't really, uh, you know, I don't know why he did that, but he was hard on himself. He wasn't really, uh, you know, doing good with the team and or, you know, doing good for the team or whatever being there. And he couldn't hit as good as he could. And, uh, you know, things were going down because of the legs. And uh, he just said, "I would not have done a DH."
1: No, and he uh, he 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 won three MVPs, and yep. he won the triple crown. Yes, and yeah, he almost won good? the triple
2: crown in '57. Also, that was a heck of a year in '57.
1: Really? So which
2: yeah, he did. Did, did he? Done everybody right? said, "Look at that! You know, look at the stats from '56 and '57." I think he would have won it again, but. God, was it Williams or uh, God? I wish I could remember. Somebody else won it. They beat. He would have won it, but I think the batting averages were a little bit off.
1: Okay, so that was what he 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 got home runs and RBIs, but he didn't get the get the yeah. Batting I think of the
2: average, and or maybe it was the RBI. I mean, who knows? I, I wish I could remember, but uh, I do remember someone telling me that his stats, if you look at them, uh, he almost won the triple crown two years in a row.
1: So are you home watching your day? De- well, I guess back then, you really couldn't watch it on television. If you weren't in, if you weren't in New York or New Jersey, uh, if you were in Texas, but are you there at the stadium or are you on watching the television, like going crazy rooting for him? Or are you like, ah, oh, he's playing baseball. Me and my brother just outside playing what we're doing.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd be with the other ballplayers kids, you know, terrorizing the fans or something, but, uh, uh, <laughs> i remember dad coming home one day we're at dinner he goes he asked all of his boys he goes uh i bet you all don't even know what i did today and we're going and i don't it might have been one of those games i i i hope i don't get it wrong too but it's he might have hit three home runs or something that game i don't know if he's ever done that i know he's got some uh two home runs and stuff
1: i think he did uh, but i'm not sure i mean uh Hey, what was his relationship with bobby mercer bobby was always my, my you know when i grew up it was bobby mercer time he was always my favorite player uh,
2: uh dad loved bobby too and uh, i tell you what it's 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 uh you know like every rookie that came dad took him out and uh you know would hang out with him made him feel welcome but uh he loved bobby too a lot and uh you know uh we, we got to know bobby and after dad passed away we would go up Playing his golf tournaments with, uh, you know, Junior and uh, uh, Tommy Sturdivant. You know, he was a pitcher with the Yankees. Uh, they were still in Oklahoma City too, so we were good friends with Tommy Sturdivant Jr. And uh, we were, uh, you know, Tommy would come over too, you know, since we'd be up there playing in the tournament together. But uh, it, it, they, Dad loved him, and you know, they respected each other and uh, all that stuff. But I tell you what, it's just, it, it's, it's I, I love it. Cause you know, I grew up with these kids too. And, uh, I, uh, we're all a family too. I, it's just, I love seeing Todd and, uh, we, you know, we got to see Todd and, uh, Mrs. Mercer and, uh, you know, Billy Martin Jr. Was with us there, you know, when we were watching, uh, hoping that judge is going to, uh, you know, see if he was going to hit that, uh, home run while we were there. Uh, but at the ball game here in uh, Arlington, but, uh, he just, he, and, uh, uh, you know, like dad had that pressure of, you know, taking Joe D's place. I bet uh, Bobby felt the same, you know, ha- you know I'm going to have to step up and take mixed place.
1: Right. Right. But your father was really good to Bobby Mercer.
2: Oh yes. Dad was, uh, I think also too, what really helped there was dad was proud to be an Oki and you know, Bobby was an Oki. So, uh, and uh, Tom Sturman was too. And, uh, but uh, God, there's a lot of other players. I mean, uh, that were Oakies also, but uh, Dad had this thing that uh, he just he kind of like you know took him under his arm, but you know it was it it grew to love.
1: And Bobby wasn't a very big guy either. He was only what about five ten?
2: Yeah, he might have been five eleven or something like that. But you know, Dad, like I always said, Dad had that big back from breaking those rocks. Everybody else was big on the team too, you know, and had their muscles. But Dad, had, everybody talked about you know his muscles, and if you look at some of those pictures too, look at the muscles in his face and even grit in his teeth. He used every muscle in his body to hit those monster home runs. I mean, that's one thing nobody's ever going to do, I don't think. I mean, nothing against Aaron Judge, but I don't even think he's hit one yet, you know, 565 or whatever.
1: I mean, when he hit that ball that hit the top of the facade that almost oh, went out of the going. stadium, were, were, were you around? Did you Were you at the stadium or – No,
2: I was just a year old. That was 56, I believe. But Billy Crystal, when uh, we were talking to him, he talked about that. He said that was, I think, his first game. And he said he just looked up and it just kept going and going. And then, you know, and he goes. And when it hit the top, it bounced back to almost the infield. It was hit so hard. Crazy. I I wish it, God, if it could have just been a little bit to the right.
1: Uh, Yeah, that would have been the only home run out of Yankee Stadium.
2: Yes, and uh, I would have just, just not really besides that, but I wanted to see how far it would go. I mean, god, just the elevation of it going up. I mean, and it was still going, and it was you know higher than the stadium,
1: you know. And and you know, they got all these mathematicians out and <laughs> they drew all these diagrams, and you know, and they said it would have won 560, like you said, 565.
2: Yeah, and uh. But it's, uh, oh, God, that's, I I think, Dad, he he didn't like to brag or nothing like that. He was never the type to, uh, you know, want to take all the glory. But uh, I I really believe, I bet he probably thought just in the back, God, I wish it had gone
1: out. Oh, sure. I I mean, did he ever hit one, even in batting practice, right? No one's ever hit one. I think
2: in Washington, he did hit a couple out of that stadium. And this is a funny story. Also, the one that did go out, Across the street, there was a practice field. And uh Frank Gifford was out there. Uh, uh they were practicing, and uh it supposedly rolled up and hit Frank in the foot. <laughs> I mean, what how did God plan that?
1: Isn't that crazy? Yes. Wow. So as your father got older and he 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 worked in Atlantic City for a while and they banned him from baseball. I mean, that's something that. Probably wouldn't happen today. That was pretty, that must have been pretty disappointing.
2: Well, you know, they also banned uh, Willie, also. He was doing one for a casino, also. And if you remember that, Sports Illustrated, you know, after Bowie Kuhn was gone, uh, God, I I can't, my mind, I don't know, I just don't remember like I do. But the uh, commissioner that came in reinstated Willie and Dad. And, uh, you know, if you can remember that, I think it's Sports Illustrated, you know, they're all three on the cover. But uh, Dad, you know, Billy uh, my little brother, uh, that was one of the times, you know, he was only nineteen when he got that dad gum cancer. And uh, you know, it's like mom even said too, they uh, you know, they were needing money to pay for Billy's uh treatments. Mm. So he, he that's one reason he took it.
1: Right, right, right. I mean I mean that was the 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 the, the family curse uh the Hodgkin's lymphoma and your one brother did get it, uh Billy.
2: Yep. And, uh, you know, of course you got Mickey jr. Later, Mickey jr. Billy was 36. He didn't even make it to 40. You know, That's another reason dad did what he did. He always thought that all mental men died before they're 40. And, uh, you know, he thought he would go too. So, I mean, he lived every day like it was his last, but, uh, when Billy got it and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, Billy died in 94 and then dad was 95. But, uh, I, I still don't know how mom, uh, you know, lived on seeing two of her sons die and her husband.
1: And, and, and Mickey Jr. He he died from. Cancer
2: also. Yep. He did. He was 47.
1: Wow. And he was, he was quite, quite a ball player.
2: All right. He was the best.
1: And you guys used to play football all the time in the winter.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, It's like Danny even said, uh, I don't, uh, you know, the uh, dad would say, get all the kids. He, uh, he would get all the kids from the neighborhood. And we'd all be out there. And Dad was the quarterback for both teams. And so he'd just sit there and uh, call the plays and all that stuff. And, you know, our yard wasn't real big, but it was big enough to have little games and stuff. But uh, and uh, Danny was talking about, you know, later on, they, the kids would come up and go, man, thank your dad so much. He goes, uh, dad, I wish dad would have known it, but uh, he didn't really realize. But uh, the, Danny said the kids were saying, man, he taught us a lot about that. I mean, like, I guess dad took him fish in and all this stuff when hitting the off season. So,
1: so I guess of, I Dad guess the, shared a
2: lot with the kids in the neighborhood.
1: I guess he was a pretty good quarterback.
2: Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he could throw the ball too. you know, dad had a scholarship to go to OU, I think. And, but you know, in high school, that's when he got hit, uh, kicked in the shin or something like that. And they were, thought they were going to have to, uh, amputate his leg. And, uh, Thank God his mother goes, no, you're not. Because he got that osteomyelitis. Really? And uh, he almost lost a leg or there might not have been a Mickey Mantle, but thank God for his mother. She says, no, you're not.
1: Wow. And they, they came close to taking his leg, huh? Yep. Wow. And I
2: think that's another reason why dad got injured so easy. in the leg. He had that disease.
1: Wow. It's really incredible that he had, you know, I've seen that chart where all the different injuries yes. that he had right it had all the
2: years and what it was and he's he's is it the one where he's on the crutches dressing the suit and stuff right (laughs) and i think he's yeah he's got one foot all or leg wrapped up i think it's the right one
1: i think the closest player to him now is mike trout
2: oh yes uh you know i did a (coughs) excuse me uh i did a, a thing for major league baseball a few years back uh you know for a comparing dad and Mike Trout to, uh, each other and stuff. So that was fun. I can't believe they had me come up to New York and I was out on, uh, you know, we were out in the outfield, uh, you know, filming that, uh, thing for, uh, you know, talking about Mike Trout for our major league baseball. But I when we were doing it, I think just my heel was on the grass. And one of the groundskeeper came, Hey, you can't step on the grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of started laughing and said, Man, sorry, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. They, they told you you can't step on the grass. Yeah, right? something. I, I wonder if
2: he knew who I was, or maybe he wasn't. Uh, uh you know, he was just uh, exerting his authority.
1: Uh, well, so how was spending time with Mike Trout. Uh, I didn't get to meet him. It oh, you was, did
2: No, we just we did that thing up in New York, and uh, it was uh, the team was out of town, I think, and uh, we just so we had the field there to uh, film our stuff out there. If you, anybody can ever catch it, just look up, you know, uh, I guess me with, uh, you know, talking about Mike Trout. So, uh, but uh, man, it was just us there that day.
1: The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupilometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information.
0: MacuHealth,
1: your science born
0: and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. Rub your eyes often? Blurry or double vision driving at night? Red light, stop. You may have keratoconus, a progressive eye disease which can cause vision loss. Visit coulditbkc.com to take the quiz.
1: If you rub your eyes and are experiencing changes to your vision, this may be a symptom of keratoconus, a progressive eye disease that may lead to significant vision loss. Early diagnosis is important, so don't ignore the simple act of rubbing your eyes. Please visit LivingWithCasey.com. Yeah, and and Mike Trout kind of resembles your dad in the way, you know, he has the good looks and he's strong and-
2: Yeah, he's uh, got a big back too.
1: And, 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 uh,
2: you know, he can, he can hit that ball also,
1: you know, and they had, they have very similar statistics through yes. the beginning of their career. Unfortunately, Mike Trout gets hurt quite a bit as well.
2: His yeah, you know, it's it's like, we were kind of talking about earlier. I think, you know, dad playing that injured all the time. And that, that's one reason so many fans loved him. I mean, they saw him, you know, uh, go through a lot of pain and the things he, uh, God, the thing, just you know, it's like they people say. If he had had good two good legs his whole career, he it's like he even said, you know, uh, he he would have played like you know Willie did, you know, twenty something years and all that, and you know, no telling what dad would what records dad could have kept on breaking.
1: No, he probably would have had eight hundred home runs.
2: You know, he still yeah, I I say at least seven hundred because Hank and Moose, you know, we did the fantasy camps and God, those were a blast. I think us uh, us kids, you know, some of the other kids would come with their, uh, dads. And, uh, I think us kids were being like our parents or our fathers. (laughs) We we, we were going out at night doing stuff, (laughs) but, uh, uh, I can remember, uh, them saying that, uh, uh, Oh God.
1: Hank Bauer and Muscow and you're talking.
2: Oh yeah. They said if he had two good legs, uh, they think he, you know, he hit two or 300 balls to the monuments at Yankee Stadium. And they go, if he had been playing in any other ballpark, those would have been home runs.
1: That's right. Wow. They,
2: they got to the monuments. I mean, all they had was about another five or 10 feet.
1: Well, what was he was he uh, friendly with Mel Stoudemire? Or was that 22?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mel was a good guy, too. And, uh, you know, I haven't got to see them in a while. But, uh, no, they were good friends also. That, you know, it was really a family back then. Uh, like I said, you know, at spring trainings, you know, the kids would hang out, the wives hung out, the players hung out. But, uh, no, Dad, Dad, if you were on a Yankee and you were your team and everybody wanted to win, that that's all Dad cared about. You know, of course, they they loved each other too, but they all wanted to win. It, you know, it, it gets addictive.
1: <laughs> it sure does. Well, they it's a lot harder
2: to win than lose.
1: <laughs> they won seven times, right? And it's, yes, that's, sir. Same as his 12 number. World
2: Series. Dad played in 12 World Series out of 18 years.
1: We talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but what did you think when when his baseball card was sold for twelve point six million, more than this, the second biggest piece of memorabilia, hand of God jersey from uh, Diego Maradona uh, from the World Cup?
2: Oh wow! You know, uh, I I you know I remember we uh, I keep referring to this, but it's funny you know when you're at these card shows. You get some of the older fans and how they were talking about this and that. But, uh, uh, how Let's see. Uh, what was it again? I'm sorry.
1: About the baseball card. Uh, oh, uh yeah. but, you know, more than the soccer player.
2: Uh, dad was still alive. And I think that's when like the first rookie card ever sold and it went for, you know, I forgot what year it was, but it went for like what? 50,000 or something like that. And he goes, that was blah, blah. <laughs> stupid <laughs> he he goes man i don't know why anybody he goes you know they were just cards and uh i, I wish we would have had one like i mentioned but uh got you know i remember you know back then kids you know uh we used to put them in the spokes of the uh, our bikes uh i remember putting a yogi and i go here Ry- yogi let's go riding and <laughs> i put it in the front uh tire and took off but uh uh one of mickey jr's friends uh bobby cheney and we still get to see him. He's he was always nice to mom too after Mickey passed away. Bobby would stop by and you know, see how mom was doing. And so we we've got to have lunch with him too every now and then. But uh Bobby said, uh, man, I helped your mom carry shoe boxes of cards out and put them in the trash.
1: Wow. That's that's crazy. I'm you going, know.
2: God, just what cards were in there?
1: And did you know uh Tom Tresh or
2: yeah, a little bit. I remember at one of our camps, uh, uh, Tom was kind of just, you know, taking it easy back by the uh, backstop, and I just happened to walk there, and we just started talking. And I got I wish I could remember what we were talking about, but man, we were just BSing there. But uh, Tom was there, and he, I thought he was pretty cool too. He was just relaxing, just kicking back and stuff.
1: <laughs> and and when you go to these uh, the Yankee fantasy camps. What's it like to to spend some time with the with the fans, uh, the who were, you know such big fans and thought so, thought so highly of your dad?
2: God, you know, uh, I wish I should stop by some of the Yankee camps that they're still doing. But you know, after uh, Dad and Whitey quit doing it, you know, Hank and Moose took it over uh, after Dad passed away. That's why we quit doing. It. I think the last one we did. Oh, I know what it was. Mickey Junior. Uh, of course, you know, Billy was already gone, so Mickey Jr., me, and Danny, uh, the youngest uh, brother, uh, we did the camp one year without Dad. It just wasn't the same for us, so uh, Moose and Hank took it over, and, uh, you know, they did it for a few years, so we kind of got out of the uh, fantasy camp thing, and I don't know if the Fords win anymore either.
1: And what was uh, – uh, what, what's Whitey Ford like?
2: Oh, what man, was he he like as
1: down. a young guy? Huh? What was he like as a young as a player?
2: Oh I really don't know that but uh, you know they were called the three Musketeers him uh, <laughs> Billy and Whitey uh, so, <laughs> but uh, they he, he he always had a good joke too and a good story, but I tell you what Whitey was you know him and Billy we got to know the best. I mean they were it seems like we always got to see him but when we did spend uh, the summers up in uh, New Jersey uh, you know just right over the river uh, from the ballpark. Uh, we we got to go to Yogi's house and uh, um, oh and Whitey's. So you know we'd spend some of the off days over there. I remember going to Yogi's one time, and uh, you know they had a pool and all that. And I don't know why that's the only thing I really remember about it is like pulling up just you know those homes in New Jersey and stuff like you know I just remember all the big trees and you know the houses were all like two stories and stuff like that. I just it seemed huge to me you know, but just say, I loved all the trees. I don't know what it was. It was just, you know, and, uh, down here in Texas, we don't have that. many. <laughs> I mean, we got them, but mm-hmm. not the yards like that.
1: And Hank Bauer and Moose Scouring, what what are they like?
2: They were cool too. i tell you what, uh, that year after we did the, uh, after dad passed away and we did the, uh, fantasy camp one more year, you know, they would sit down and they would tell us stories. And I wish I could remember more I my, I don't know why, uh, I've had a couple of head injuries too. And I just, I'm getting, where I can't remember stuff good. And uh, I hate that, but uh, I, I, people keep telling me that we should write another book. And so maybe we will, if I can remember it, I I kind of, when things come to me, I kind of write them down now. So, uh, you know, you never know, but uh, Hank and Moose were, you know, uh, great to us too. And I remember, you know, at the fantasy camps, when they would go out, they would always, you know, watch out for dad and make sure he got back. <laughs>
1: And, uh, what was some of the things that your dad used to tell you and your brothers that some important lessons that he would teach you, you know, coming well, from one thing. I remember
2: you. I was saying about this the other day, one thing he said, don't ever lie to me. And, uh, uh, God, what was it? Uh, got it. Something about, uh, God, if he ever, oh, shoot. Um, why do I have these moments? Uh. But he told me, uh, hopefully I'll think about it a minute, but uh, he looked at me and he goes, uh, if I ever catch you, uh, maybe it was lying. He goes, uh, uh, I'll knock you on your butt. And uh, he would. I, oh, this made me think of something, too. You know, if we misbehaved, uh, he he didn't forget about it. I mean, I remember him. He'd get back from the season. First thing he did was drop his bag and he goes, go get it. And we'd line up and get our whoopings. And, uh, you know, we weren't allowed to uh, – uh, you know, like move forward or anything. If you moved, you got another one, (laughs) but uh, he, he was a great disciplinarian. And, uh, know, I think that's what I loved about him. He, you know, he taught us to be tough too and take the pain and all that stuff. So, and, uh, you know, mom loved him.
1: I guess that was from your grandfather. He, 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 your grandfather was pretty tough on your dad.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think, you know, uh, I'm not going to get into other things today, but uh, I, I just wish you know. Uh, I, I'm not even tough like that on my little girl, but you know, you know, a daughter's different than a uh, son. You know, you I you know I, I probably baby her and uh, you know the uh, uh, take you know protected her more, but uh, I kind of wish I hadn't because you know I want her to be uh, tough. <laughs> but, uh, are,
1: are your kids grown, and do they have? Yeah.
2: Do you See, have any- my little girl, I keep calling her my little girl. She's a little redhead, and she weighed nine four when she was born. And I said, "All right, we're gonna have a woman in the family that's over five feet, you know." And I'll be dad gum if she- she's about five foot now, and <laughs> she got that red hair and those blue eyes. And uh the twelfth of November, she'll be twenty nine.
1: Uh, and is she married with kids or
2: not yet? She hasn't found anybody. She had a couple of guys, but uh. Uh, the one that she really likes, she still talks to me about him. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name in case you see this, but uh, he got married to somebody else, and I think it broke her heart. They they probably should have stayed together.
1: And, and you don't have any other kids, right? Just one. Just one.
2: no. I just I only had one too. My uh, uh, ex wife now too. Uh, she had some trouble, and we thought she'd never get pregnant. And then just bam, God blessed us, wow. and I've got little Marilyn.
1: And and Danny has a couple of kids, right?
2: Yeah, he's got the only son and then a uh daughter also, and then Mickey Jr., uh his daughter Mallory. <clears throat> Thank God. I'm glad she moved back to uh Dallas area. She's married and they've got a little girl. <laughs> Not a, we we gotta get some more sons in this family somewhere. But uh <laughs> uh but uh they named her uh her name is Mickey too. They named her after Mickey.
1: Wow, that's great. Yeah, so it's,
2: it's cool. And uh, in fact, I texted Mallory last night. I, I don't get to see her as much as, you know, I'd like to, but, uh, uh, her and her husband, he kind of travels some, but, uh, and, uh, she does her thing. She's kind of into, uh, uh, I guess whatever that clothing stuff is called or whatever. Uh, but you know, I'm taking care of her little girl now. So, uh, and it's, we all, Oh, they, they did get to, we, uh, Rex, uh, her husband and Mallory and then little Mickey, they all came to that first game with me and Maryland to, uh, you know, when the uh, Rangers played the Yankees here, the last game of the season. So she did get, we did get to see her then. And that's the last time I've got to see her, but I texted her last night saying, you know, we love you.
1: And, and at this point, do you guys, you, uh, do you still uh, enjoy the game? Enjoy baseball? Oh, or watch I
2: do. Oh, this is a good story. Speaking a little Marilyn. We, she was, Oh, God, maybe about seven or eight. And we were at one of the Ranger games, and I think it was the Yankees. And uh, the guy hit a ball or whatever or struck out or something like that. And she just looked at me. She goes, if that was Papa, he would hit a home run. I said, <laughs> honey, he didn't hit home runs every time. And she goes, yeah, he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So does, does does your daughter like baseball? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. I You know, she's kind of my uh, – uh, even when I was married, she's, she's my uh, – uh, baseball girl and so uh her mother would go every now and then but mainly it's just i'd take her out there i just kind of wanted her to see what her papa did
1: so what's next for uh for you david and 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 uh and danny uh are you going to write the book uh have a podcast uh,
2: well i'll ask god for another the- day <laughs> but, uh, but uh yeah i would really like to get a book going And we've got some other things working. And I want to get Mallory involved with it, too. You know, I I kind of want to get the family uh, more involved in all the stuff, too. But Will's kind of doing his thing. And Danny's daughter, she's about to graduate from TCU. uh, And uh, Marilyn's kind of got her thing with uh, animals. She loves animals. And she's got her a horse and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, shoot, you know, you never know what's going to happen but I would love everybody in the family to, you know, start doing stuff with us. And Will's going to, you know, when me and Danny are gone, I've told him, I said, man, it's probably going to be you. If anybody wants to talk about a it, man, it's going to be you, but Marilyn, you know, they, the daughters can do it too, if they
1: want. Well, I, I just want to thank you for spending time with me today. I mean,
2: I mean, I enjoyed it.
1: I mean, people just love, just loved your, your dad and, and he meant a lot to a lot of people.
2: Yes, he did. And I tell you what, he uh, it was that era of baseball. I think, with a you know, were just some magic years. And, and uh, it's just, I I think the fans and uh, all that stuff still.
1: You know, he's a mythical, he's a mythical figure that will live forever. And, oh yeah, uh,
2: and fans that did get to meet him, they'll come by and tell us some stories. And man, it just you know almost makes you tear up.
1: Is there anything that I might have left out that you'd like to share before we, uh, before we end?
2: No, sir. Uh, that's, that's really pretty much it. I wish I could think of more right now, but some of the stories that when you mentioned it just made me think of some of the funny stuff. So I, I, I like I said, I wish I could remember more now.
1: Uh, you did great. And, and I certainly, David, David Mantle, I really appreciate you spending time with me and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I of course I'm a huge fan, and number seven is you know is that you you're wearing it on your hat. We oh, all love your
2: Yeah, that's another thing. Dad told us never to ask for number seven because when we <laughs> when we were playing, somebody already had it anyway.
1: <laughs> but he yeah. goes, don't
2: ever ask for seven. <laughs> well, I,
1: well, I want to thank you for joining me today. You're you're really a gentleman, and you're ve- you were very generous with your time in this interview. A lot of people are going to see it, and they're going to bring back memories, and it's going to bring up a lot of tears. So, I yeah. want to thank you for joining me on the Open Your Eyes podcast. Well, man,
2: hey, anytime, sir. And man, I just appreciate you asking. That. You know, it it helps us keep Dad's memories out there.
1: Well, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless
2: you too, sir. Bye bye.
1: Rub
0: your eyes often. Blurry or double vision driving at night? Red light, stop. You may have keratoconus, a progressive eye disease which can cause vision loss. Visit coulditbekc.com to take the quiz.
1: If you rub your eyes and are experiencing changes to your vision, this may be a symptom of keratoconus, a progressive eye disease that may lead to significant vision loss. Early diagnosis is important, so don't ignore the simple act of rubbing your eyes. Please visit livingwithkc.com.
0: macuhealth with micromycel the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and micromycel technology
1: the all eyes visual all vrp is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields acuity color vision testing pupillometry and extraocular motility, the visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OYEBroadcasting.com and sign up today. Since I bought Safe for You, my dad makes me clean his boat. Es natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind.
0: It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy.
1: When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You.
2: And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.